There's a lovely story about, uh, it's been around for a while, it's about one of our bishops, I don't know which one, attending a presidential prayer breakfast some years ago, and the chairman of the breakfast turned to the Episcopal bishop and said, and now I'd like to invite the right reverend bishop of so-and-so to lead us in one of his written Episcopalian prayers. (laughs) And the bishop said, why certainly, will you please join me, our father who art in heaven, (laughs) hallowed be thy name. And he he introduced the Lord's Prayer, which is an Advent prayer. It's a prayer filled with future possibility. It's a prayer that's got at least one eye toward the final fulfillment of the promise of the gospel. And it begins with a reminder that God is God and we are not. God is personal and God is holy. God is both near like a parent and far as one in heaven. But the Lord of the universe is not simply one being among others. God is the source of all that is. God is hallowed. Now, Jesus lives with this awareness. That's this kind of looking to the future, fulfillment of everything is part of his imaginative world. And it's especially true and comes out when he's preaching about the fulfillment of the promised reign or kingdom of God. And we hear from Matthew about that day, no one, hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. No one knows when these things are going to happen. And so this year and every third year on Advent Sunday, we begin with this reminder that the areas of life over which we have anything resembling control are limited and contingent, for in the end, God is God, and we are not. If you are human, and I'm assured that most of us are, then one time or another, we have found life kind of being out of control. We found ourselves being out of control in some way. I know that many will feel that um, as we try and prepare for Christmas, that feeling there are things too much. And if we do fine with that, then we'll certainly feel out of control when the bills start coming in and it's time to pay the piper. We find ourselves out of control in a good way when we fall in love. And we find ourselves out of control in an unpleasant way when we or someone we know gets a diagnosis that is terrible. We find ourselves out of control when feelings that come out of some deep place in our lives and in our history start governing us, when we hear a word of criticism and start focusing on that that 1% that might be true and feeling inadequate even though we know better, when we're angry and we have no one to blame, we start spiraling into depression, when we find ourselves gripped by panic for no apparent reason and believe that no one can really understand will really help. And at those times, we are just plumb out of control. And the question is, how do we react? What do we do? What do we do when we're reminded, in effect, that God is God and we are not? There's a pretty good movie out at the moment called Fair Game. It's a story of Valerie Plame, who, if you remember the name, this was a covert CIA operative who was uh, outed 
somewhat intentionally, perhaps accidentally, by people in the White House in apparent retaliation for her husband's writing an op-ed piece for the New York Times. His name was Joe Wilson. He was a career uh, Foreign Service diplomat who believed that President Bush was maneuvered into creating a case for the invasion of Iraq on at least one false premise that he personally had investigated. And he wrote an article about it. And then somehow uh, there was a leak, and it leaked the name of his wife, Valerie Plain. And the horrifying story of the movie is the consequences of that on her and her family and her marriage and perhaps worst of all, her assets, particularly scientists in Iraq who were either murdered or otherwise meant missing. In the movie, this experience of being out of control while her life was turned upside down was a matter of injustice. For most of us, most of the time, feeling out of control is more circumstantial than that. Our bodies fail. Someone makes a decision that we don't like but affects our lives. Whatever it is, the effects are just as devastating if we allow them to be. The question is, how do you respond? How do any of us respond when we start feeling that sense of being out of control of our lives? Those of you who've worked 12-step programs know that one of the greatest battles we have to fight is the battle with pride, imagining that we can exert control over things we in fact cannot and do not control. And many of us react in very self-destructive ways to an, in addictive patterns to that feeling. Um, just as common is our basic instinct that you've heard of called fight or flight in the face of challenges that seem insurmountable. Some of us are going to want to keep beating our heads against a wall trying to manage things that are not ours to manage. And other of us are just going to want to run away and hide and completely give up. Uh, in, in the beginning, it seems that Naomi Watts, who plays Valerie Plame in the movie, tries flight, notably flight from her marriage, flight from her husband's uh, militant campaign for some kind of justice for them both. And she says, I thought that would, I would never have a breaking point, but I seem to have reached it. And, and she runs away and takes the children and goes live with her father before she comes to terms with who she really is and what really matters. And she turns to fight for her marriage, fight appropriately in a chosen, responsive way for her marriage and her life and her children and her identity. For us, for many of us, coming to terms with the reality that God is God and we are not, is not so much a matter of fleeing or fighting, either being like those who imagine that the conversation about God has no relevance for them or their lives on one hand, or joining the new atheists who seem to be able to make money by rejecting notions of God that most of us would reject as well. No, coming to terms for us, coming to terms with our Father, who art in heaven, whose name is hallowed, means more sorting out when and where we do have influence, when and where we do have proper control that we can exert over our lives. And above all, for those who are in Christ, the area is the freedom we have to choose our response to the circumstances that lead us to feeling out of control. We can choose 
how we are going to respond when we are caught up in some system, some legal system, caught up in some medical system, caught up in some political system that we don't like, that seems to be bringing feelings of being out of control in our lives and creating turmoil. And so the Lord's Prayer, which we're going to be focusing on this Advent, teaches us something about our response as well. From the recognition that God is God and we are not, we move to recognizing our neediness. We recognize our need for daily bread, our need for forgiveness, and, and we can even move from there into praise, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. What we control is our capacity to recognize and respond to the circumstance of our lives, recognizing our ultimate dependence on God, but realizing that we have great areas that we can manage in how we respond, how we respond rather than react, the capacity to praise, the capacity to love, and so on. So as we consider the prayers, that, prayer that Jesus taught us and allow it to shape the way we see what really matters and allow it to lead us to return to give thanks for the blessings of this life, even when things are, seem dreadful, we increase our capacity to respond rather than simply react. Valerie Plame got some space and was able to recover her love for her husband and the importance of her marriage, and she returned to take control of things that were within her grasp and were within her ken. I'm not terribly good at this myself when, when these feelings come up. But when we look around us, we can begin to see those places where we have a choice and a measure of control. Um, I try not to displace anger. I try not to make sure that children do everything they're supposed to do right now. I try not to take it out on the blasted dog. You know. Try not to bleed inappropriately, but instead make choices, even when I don't feel like it, that make for love rather than war and enmity, that turn swords into plowshares, that, uh, that, that, that make for peace rather than, than war, choices that are loving, even when the feeling is more one of rage. Those are choices we can all make all of the time as we strive to be leaven in the world, recognizing God's grace, beginning to perceive, even in tough times, places of real grace, places where we can have real gratitude, a caress, a touch, a baby, or even bread and wine, things that lighten the soul and return to give thanks for the source of all that makes for life. So as ever, let us respond to the gospel in silence and in prayer, but perhaps this day, considering one more time our regular prayer, our Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name.